Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gents, we're back at it this week. More movie reviews. And today, I want to talk about a little ditty, a double feature that I did this past Sunday. Where, uh, if folks don't understand what a double feature is, I watched two movies in one day. But I, I took it even further, folks. I watched two movies in one day at two different movie theaters, not even close to one another. Just making time uh, throughout the day to fill up my day with things to do. And I got to where I needed to get to uh, with the fine help of phone apps people at the movie theater and the greater New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority because folks I would say that uh, there was a delay in my efforts to commence said double feature so this particular recording is going to be about me talking about cocaine bear the review part isn't that long because <laughs> I have only a few thoughts about the movie so I want to give you the little tale about how it went for me to even get to watch cocaine bear so on my schedule I had cocaine bear booked for like 7.15pm at my local AMC uh, which is in Midtown Manhattan, right? And earlier in the day, I had booked another movie. That movie, I booked it for 2.45 in the afternoon. So I figured to give myself time throughout the day, right? Eat something, not at the movie theater, pick a random restaurant or whatever the case is, and give my time to just, you know, get on the train and get off the train and whatever. Because the earlier movie was at the Alamo Draft House which is in the financial district in Manhattan, which if anyone knows, uh, Midtown, the Columbus Circle area is nowhere near the financial district. So you got to get on the train and ride the Iron Horse to get up and down. The travel time isn't usually much. I would say 20 minutes tops from Midtown to the financial district as long as all trains are running actively and well. And of course, during a Sunday, that's not the case. There's less trains on the tracks, which means there's more time in between trains you have to wait for. Trains run slower. And the unfortunate part of people not loving themselves enough to stay out of the train tracks and cause accidents I bring this up because this is a part of my day um, I left my gym with an hour to spare it takes 45 minutes for me to get down from where my gym is the gym I work at that is 
in the Riverdale section of the Bronx down to the financial district on a good day as if all trains are where they're supposed to be and arriving on time and there's no accidents and there's no delays, right? 45 minutes to 50 minutes. By the time I got to the train station in the Riverdale section of the Bronx, I was already there and the ticker said I had to wait 12 minutes. So I was already behind 12 minutes. Then to later find out um, on one of the LED boards that there had been some sort of a accident on 157th Street due to a patron being hit by a train. So that within itself, even though it was a frustration, I, I immediately thought to myself, geez, man, like, people are really not loving themselves out here. Because this isn't the first time I had ever experienced a delay on the train where there was an incident where a train struck a passenger or a, a patron. Uh, there was one incident many years ago where I was actually on one of the platforms and somebody literally jumped into the train tracks out of my peripheral vision and that completely halted everything took us out from where we were supposed to be and it just rearranged my entire day my hope was when I read about the incident that it wasn't something like that but my mind immediately went to the worst what does this have to do with cocaine bear this particular incident rerouted our train the train wasn't going past 168th Street. If you're just listening to numbers, if I had to get to Fulton Street down in the financial district, which isn't even, which is not a numbered street, you understand that there is some or quite a distance between 168th Street and Fulton Street. So I had to reroute myself from that particular train, transfer to another train, had to wait another eight minutes for that other train, get down to Fulton Street eventually. But with all that being said, my usual 45 minute, 50 minute trip turned into an hour and 20 minutes. By the time I get down to the, uh, to the Alamo Draft House, it's about 325. And I had already missed the showtime for the movie I had booked earlier at 2.45. So I've run into this issue before at the Elmo Draft House because I'm a season pass member and holder. The dude at the front was nice enough to understand what happened to me on the train. He was like, hey man, is there any other movie you would want to see? And I was like, bump this, I have more than an hour. The AMC allows me to cancel my ticket an hour before showtime. That showtime was 7.15. So I canceled my AMC ticket for the 7.15 showing. I flipped the movies. I tell the dude, hey, listen, I see that cocaine bear is showing at 4.20. It's 3.25. I'll chill out here at the uh, at the seats upstairs at the Alamo Draft House. There's uh, They're part of a larger building. And in the building, there's like seating in the lobby. So I was just going to hang out there for like a couple hours. 
an hour or so. And that's what I did. The dude was nice enough to swap my movies for me. Um, didn't go against my season pass or whatever. So he was able to flip the movie from my 245 showing to a 420 showing with cocaine bear. I chilled for the hour, went down, back to the movie theater. Um, with 10 minutes until movie time. And I was ready for some cocaine bear. <sighs> I usually have to listen to my gut when I know I'm not going to enjoy certain movies. Cocaine Bear, I knew, I knew Cocaine Bear wasn't for me. But I said, hey, this seems to be a movie that's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of attention. They're really pushing it in the social medias. And it's got a lot of uh, positive buzz. And when I talk about positive buzz, of course, I've got to talk about Rotten Tomatoes, folks. So let's talk about it here. So for the first, I'd say 24 to 36 hours, Cocaine Bear was holding strong. Like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and audiences for the first 36 hours. Then reality struck. I'm not sitting here recording this episode and the critic scores after 224 reviews is at a 70% and the audience scores after a thousand verified ratings is at 75% makes sense for a movie such as this what is cocaine bear you ask here is the synopsis inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash missing cocaine and the black bear that ate it this wild thriller finds an oddball group of cops criminals, tourists, and teens converging in Georgia converging in a Georgia forest where a 500 pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke fueled rampage for more blow and blood so the way that the trailer showed I figured to get a good laugh out of this movie I figured to find it funny some of the comedy was going to be dark. Uh, dumbassery. Just tomfoolery afoot. That, that's what I figured the film would be. Folks, when I tell you that the most enjoyable part of my movie was the food that I ate, that's saying a lot. I didn't laugh not once. I understood the gist of the movie, what it was for what it was designed to do it did that but it didn't move me I know this movie wasn't set and made to move me emotionally which is fine but I found that I was supposed to find the gore thrilling or some of the action set pieces cool or at least some of the real uh, let's just say baseline stupidity in this movie funny and I didn't find it funny. I didn't really find it entertaining. Um, I was a little pissed off at the end of the movie that this is going to be the last movie that I ever see Ray Liotta in. Which I think is a damn shame. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., the, the, the son of Ice Cube. 
I understand everybody needs to get paid. I understand people need to do what they got to do in order to feed their families. This was one of those movies where I swear the actors got into this because they knew that it was uh, it was going to be a good time filming it, but it wasn't going to be the greatest film that there was. I didn't enjoy this at all. Like I said, it wasn't funny. I didn't get the thrills out of it. Um, yeah. I got nothing else to say, to be honest. Which is why I filled the recording more with the story before the movie than the actual movie. Um, yeah, the movie didn't do for me what it seemed to have done for other audience members in the in the theater. They were laughing it up. They were yucking it up. They were enjoying it. You know, people were uh, guffawing, as the term is. And I was like, yo, either this shit is going over my head or I really don't find this thing, this movie, funny at all. Even from, like, because they say it's a dark comedy. No, dark comedy is what you saw in a film like Banshees of Inishirin or Triangle of Sadness. That's dark comedy. This shit, it just didn't work for me. That's all I got to say. Sorry to say it like that, folks, but it's just the truth. Um, this was, I believe, Elizabeth Banks' directorial debut. If this is her kind of uh, humor, never going to look forward to any of her movies in the future. That's legit. The runtime on this is an hour and 35 minutes. It was released on February 24th, 2023, wide, and it's distributed by Universal Pictures, folks. Just so you can have the stats of it there. Um, so, yeah. Your friendly neighborhood moviegoer. John L. Talking about cocaine beer. I do not recommend this film. Watch this film at your own leisure, I guess. And uh, you let me know what you think. Because now you know what I think. As always, folks, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for always tuning in and being part of the YFNMG nation and community. I'll be back to talk about a film that I actually really liked, which was the second part of the double feature. And that film is Emily. Stay tuned for that, folks. I'm about this. Take care of one another. Be good. And stay safe out there. Peace to all y'all.